paint your hell. Well, there's there's two hells I see. The first hell I think about is the hell we live through. I'm saying this not not to be you know pessimistic. I'm it's being realistic about the system. Like we, it's never ending. Like the suffering for like poor folks. Black folks, brown folks, it's never ending. And it's a cycle. And a cycle that is meant to repeat itself. And again, every system is perfectly designed to get the result it gets. And if it is a cycle of oppression, then that's fucking hell. Like, and it's a re, and think about it. We talk about reincarnation and being born again. It's like you're literally being fucking born to a system and passed down a generation to generation. It took two parents to make me. It took four grandparents to make them. It took eight, eight great grandparents to make them. So our ancestors are down. But I think about all those people and how much oppression they all went through. And I'm still going through that. Yeah. And I'm like, that, that is this hell. But that is the hope because out of all the oppression you've gone through, they've tried killing us. But it's like, we're here. We acknowledge that suffering and our joy is rebellion. And we're going to dismantle this. But what's the other? You said there was another hell. I think about this from time to time. I, I enjoy talking to people. I, I, I fucking, and you can at least cut it down and be honest about my vanity, about this. Certain, like, I love talking, like exploring these things. So sometimes I self-reflect and I'm like, oh, this is a fucking amazing idea. And I go into it. If somehow I, I lose my voice and I can no longer talk, I would be very sad. I, I think, I don't know what I would do. Like, I, I really don't. I, we could write, communicate, but like, being able to share ideas, share recipes, share laughter, share jokes, you know, I would be in hell not being able to share those expressions with people. These tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to use. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My name is Dave Marr. I am the host, the creator of this podcast. I am a comedian from Chicago, survived a coma, and now I'm begging my guests for answers. My guest this week is Oscar Sanchez. He is a community activist on the southeast side of Chicago. He is a poet. He is a shy hunger striker, which is related to the Stop General Iron campaign, where Chicago Southeast Siders went on a hunger strike to keep the company General Iron from establishing a plant that would pollute their community. And so far, they've, it's hard to say, one, I, I think that, that that permit has been uh, stalled, basically. Um, they, they had a win for now, which is huge. Uh, Oscar is a super inspiring guy. One of the most, just, he's a great talker and one of the most inspiring guests I think I've ever had on the show. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation, this conversation, this podcast, it's free to listen to. It is not free to make. Uh, It takes a lot of my time each week. I'm happy to do it. I love doing it. I love connecting with the people who love my work And the best way for you to support me doing that and to connect even further is to join me at patreon.com slash Dave Marr. For as little as $3 a month, you can get extras, um, bonus bonus podcasts, the after shows that I release. Um, And for a little bit more, you can get 
bonus playlists. You can get uh, shout-outs in the podcast, like the ones I'm about to do to my Pigeon Level subscribers, Fred Fidawa, Susie Carroll, Kurt Chang, and Katie Llewellyn. Thank you to all those folks who support me on Patreon. Um, thank you to you for I, – I, I see you lo- logging on to – to your your browser, even if you're on your phone, typing in patreon.com slash Dave Marr and pledging. That's that's amazing. Did that did that work? Okay. If you like this show, share it with a friend, tell people about it, and let's get to the show so you can like it. Here is Oscar Oso Sanchez. I grab your whip and take it back to Shatown. When I'm in Shatown, I treat it like. What do you hope happens when you die? I. I think that's a really, that's a wholesome question. <laughs> yeah, it really is because I. And I mean this not because I'm like, I'm saying this like, probably like, don't do this. I'm like, I, I hope, I do hope people cry, but also people understand that like what I want to leave with behind them is not a legacy of myself. It's a legacy of knowing that they can do better in the sense of like, we, we always deserve better until we are having the needs that we deserve better. So uh, with my death, I hope it's a block party. I hope there's, you know, carne asada. I hope they're playing bachata. And uh, remembering what I've always said, it's like, you know, we all can be doing this. We all do this together. We do this as a community. And I want want folks to have that instilled in their hearts. If that does, I'd be like, you know, smiling wherever I am. I'll be smiling, you know, because I think that's that's the one to leave behind. And I've said this earlier, but it's like, don't, it's not about people saying, oh, I like the work you're doing. How can I help you? It's like, don't help me, help us. You know, how can we do this? as a way of people being uplifted together. So you hope people feel empowered to take that responsibility in their lives. And not necessarily just with myself. It's like, how can we actively work together to create an atmosphere of ownership over our communities? And as well as like being able to do the work and being empowered. Like, and I say this because my community, the Southeast side has been felt silenced for many years, for decades. Like right now there's over 70 pollutants polluters, you know, operations happening in my community and every single one of them, we, we don't want them here. Right. And for decades, when we've been fighting environmental justice, you know, it's always a fight after one after the other. It's like, it's like, don't you see the trauma you're causing us? Cause we have to constantly be fighting and it's the same people. And, and we have to give props to them. Like OGs, they're the moms and I love them, but the OGs giving like Peggy Salazar, Olga Batista, you know, and you know, all these other women really involved, but it's like, that's, that's the thing we're doing. We're creating an energy after all the work we did in environmental justice, you know, when we were being, you know, advertised and publicized uh, and given uplifted our platform, um, you know, we wouldn't say, you know, hunger strikers are front page or some people would, right. But I, we would, I was always being essentially like the Southeast side is front page mm. every single time front Southeast side is front page the city's going to hear us. If they are not coming up, we're going to make sure they hear us. Even our protest, we said, Lori Lightfoot doesn't come to our communities and speaks with the community members. She speaks with her allies to support the idea of her agenda for the city. But we go to our house and we say, we're here because she won't come to us. Mm-hmm. But I think, it, again, it's always going to, towards the point, like it's together and it's us. And 
and it's just that history that we're, we're really evolving. And I think as a society, we're, we're kind of pivoting. You know, there's a split, of course, but I think we're being more intentional about how we go about things. We can't do batting dates. As I mentioned earlier, like our safety mats only allow us only allow us to be reactionary because it's hit after hit. We don't have time to recover. So as we grow right. more empathy, we, we're able to, as more people grow empathy and can sympathize and relate that we're all in this together, like it helps. Do you think, so I'm not surprised that the focus is on the collective rather than you individually. I'm wondering, do you have thoughts about um, individual consciousness after death? Do you, do you have beliefs? Do you have, um, you know, a lot of this podcast comes from, me, when I think about my my consciousness not existing, that freaks me the fuck out, you know? And I guess, is that the same for you or is it not? Or do you imagine, you know, does any of that Christianity still linger for you? Or yeah, what, what do you imagine or think about that? Well, I'll be honest. I, I pray still. I pray every morning. I pray and I, and I tell God, I'm like, let me know who you are. Like, I, I want you mm-hmm. to tell me. I don't want nobody else telling me. And it's about creating that, you know, that relationship. And I, I do believe in God. I believe in a creator. Um, I don't know if it's the right terminology. Maybe I'm agnostic, but, um, and some of it does linger, but I used, I, I used like those shelves that are empty, but they used to be filled with like actual like theology books and based in Christianity. But I've all I've taken is like, the like, not even good more. I don't like, it's so good and bad is so subjective, especially in Christianity. And many times it's in the, in the, it's for white folks to do the shit they want to get. Let's <laughs> right. right? be honest, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I've taken what I can from it. What, I, what I've been thinking about recently is like the concept of re- re- reincarnation. And I, and I think about that because you, but I see it in this way. And I'm a, if I can, right? I've talked about this book. I, I, I talked about this book, Open Veins of Latin America, uh, that my mentor gave me. And this helped me a lot with understanding oppression and like, we, we can't, and this is James Baldwin. I, I love James Baldwin um, because they talk about history and they said, you have to understand the history of oppression we've gone through because if you don't, you're only fighting for the oppression that you understand and see. But the reparations we're required, and this is me going forward, the reparations required is for the centuries of oppression we've gone under. These, you know, small amount, they don't do anything. And it's about being intentional about knowing history. But in this book, Open Veins of Latin America, they said a really good quote about like they talk about um i see about reincarnation about like you know this movement is like revolutionary it's going to keep coming and it says in the book it says the ghost of all the revolutions have been strangled or betrayed through latin america's tortured history emerge in the new experiments as if the present had been foreseen and begotten by the contradictions of the past wait say that again do do that do that slower take it take it phrase by phrase i want to i want to like really process that Okay. The ghosts, the ghosts of the revolutions. So the ghost of all the (laughs) the ghost of all the revolutions that have been strangled or betrayed through Latin America's tortured history emerge in the new experiments as if the present had been foreseen and begotten by the contradictions of the past. So it's like, it's like these struggles, they won't just die because some colonial force or some oppressor put them down. These, if the, if the problem remains, 
the need for a solution will continue to cry up from from history or whatever. Exactly. Because okay. Because I, I, I want to say this is because, and th- I think this is happens if anybody who who, be, who be, wanna, I don't want to see the word radicalized because I don't want to turn to something about like woke culture, right? Sure, but sure, sure. Under, but so I'm gonna say this: someone who understands oppression, as, as soon as we start understanding the oppression we're under, right? I think we go into this mindset that's so cynical. They're like, when would it fucking end? Like we, we say we, we give up. Right. And I was, I was telling my mentor, I'm like, yo, like what, what gives you hope when these days are just so hard sometimes? And he's like, because it, 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 if, if it ends with us, great, we get to see it, but it's not gonna, when it ends, it's going to end. Like there it's, we all understand the system's not for us. And he gave me this book. He's like, read this book and it's going to help you. And I read it. And the first, like, you know, Eduardo Galeno, fucking amazing mindset because he speaks to the, it's originally written in Spanish, but the way he talks about things, I, I'm, I get inspired by even in my poetry. It's like, he writes about these things poetically. Like you keep reading more, like these topics are very dense, but even the way he wrote this right here, like, it's like you, you understand why people read his book, but I think that's where like, I'm grounded. Like all my efforts that I do or we do as a community, you know, great. They're going to keep happening if the problem's still there. So there, at one point, there will we will have liberation, and I think that's what always grounds my heart and, and allows me to smile every day because I know, you know, at one point, even as we become ancestors, and I think you know there is connections to the afterlife with our ancestors that guide us in some way. Um, we can say like you know we we got we we reached liberation. You already started us off on this question. I like to ask people about funeral planning okay. and you, you mentioned, uh, what is barchata? Bachata. Is bachata. it, it's, it's with, with an R or no R it's just bachata. Yeah. Bachata. Okay. What is like, bachata? Or, orchata. So orchata is a really amazing. <laughs> no, no, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I love orchata. People, uh, people know I love orchata. Um, but bachata, bachata is, um, you know, a liar man can dance. Um, I'm not going to say where it originated from because I cannot. I, it's a Sunday. I'm going to let people. It's a Sunday. It's late night. My This is not my rest day. So I, I cannot historically contextualize the origin of things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, chata is, it's easily, it's like a, everybody knows it. It's a, you're going to, you pick one side, you're going to step right, step right, dip, and then step left, step left, dip. And then you can do all the other fancy things. Or okay. like, there's different styles. Depends on like where you're from, right? Like, um, and everybody else can insert that information now because yeah, again, so it's, uh, so it's the dance. It's not a, it's not a style of music. People would also say it's a style of music, right? Cause it's a, you, it, you, you can, you mainly dance it with those songs. Right? Okay. Like Prince Royce. Um, maybe Aventura again, I can't think about, I just let people play the music. Yeah. 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 Um, but what yeah, else do you imagine that. other than you mentioned carne asada? What yeah. other? Um, also, tell me if I'm doing the white guy thing of over over pronouncing the Spanish. If I'm like carne asada, you know what I mean. If I'm doing that thing, yeah. Uh, can I also say I'm, I want to say I say this with love. I say this. Yeah, yeah. One of my please. favorite actors. One of my favorite actors growing up, and my favorite movie is Nacho Libre, right? So yeah, yeah. like you, you remind me of, of, of like Jack Black. And the way he talks, it just sounds natural. Like so when you say it, like I don't overthink it. I'm like Jack Black, but now talking about food because uh, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I'm gonna be honest with you. I love food. 
Um, but when it comes to, to funeral, I mean, I, I would love, I, I would just really appreciate having, you know, I don't know. I, Cause I even thought about like, if I die, do I want to turn? I, I was, I was laughing. Like, should I, should I turn into a diamond? <laughs> are, are, are you talking about like you've heard about that the the yeah. when they do that yeah 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 with the the ashes or something yeah and I, i'm like do i want to be a dime would i be a diamond because i'm, I'm like i always want to be cremated i think i should be cremated or i should go through a natural biodegradable process mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. my nutrients went because i don't the funeral is all a scam and it's fucked up so expensive it is and then also who the fuck's gonna this is gonna be really fucked up. Imagine your grandchildren having it like, this is your granddad. He's a diamond. It's like <laughs> your great, great, great. Imagine your great, great grandchildren. They have a necklace of their great, like dead ancestors. <laughs> they have like a, they have like a grill of your fucking ashes on every tooth. Um, it better be a fucking amazing grill. I'll tell you that. But what would be also be amazing is if they have to pawn that shit in like 150 years, if they're like, if they're like, times are hard, we need to sell granddad's diamond. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the reality, right? We we are pushed to our limit that we have to give up artifacts of our history. I know. I know. And I think it's even to that level, right? It's the only memory we have. But going back to food, I got to talk about Going back to the food. Take it back to the food. Take it back to the food. There there has to be choco flan, which is okay. a chocolate layer and then flan on top. But I also really like... Uh, um, Flan and cheesecake mix, it's an amazing thing. It's the most Whoa. Okay. It's amazing. it's amazing. Is there a word for that specifically? Um uh, flan, I don't know. I, I'm I just be like, yo, flan the cheesecake. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's it's, it's an infusion, right? Um yeah. it's, it's bomb though. Um, but I I'd want there to be food. I'd want there to be everybody's favorite food. I, I it's not even about what I want there. It's like I want there to be the food. All I'm choosing though is like, yo, I get to pick the playlist. Mm-hmm, I pick mm-hmm. the playlist for the music. I want y'all to be fed real good. Um, I probably, I don't know. I mean, I even want my, like, I, I'd want it to be a block party. I, I really honestly do. It's like, you know, celebrate it. I don't want it to be something year round. I just want a one time thing I'm happy with. That. Like, <laughs> nah, like, fuck that. Again, like, fuck, I don't want to, like, who the fuck gives a shit about, and I tell people, right? Like, why do we, so why do people so care about the recognition? There's a difference about recognition in different ways, but I'm talking about like careerists. I'm talking about people that want, you know, awards and trophies that uh, the I, that I, like, I want to get this for myself, you know, you know, especially being against, you know, this being in this coalition for the stop general iron, right. Who gives a shit how many awards we get. If we get the permit, we're going to fucking die. Right. And that's why I'm like, that's why I think about that. Like, who get none of this fucking matters if we're we're still fucking suffering. That's why I'm like, when people sell out, I'm like, yo, like you don't get it. Like they don't really, they don't get why we're so angry. I'm like, you literally like it's because I think they lose touch of that sometimes. But I I don't want everybody to come through. Even people that like may have proper issues with me. I'm like, yo, like I I don't like everything's meant with love. You know, come through. You know, heal. I hope we heal right even after death. Like heal. Like. Because again, we are all we have. So I want people to come through. Um, I want it to be almost a protest too. If folks want to fucking, everybody, everybody's like, yo, like you have to get a permit. Like, no, fuck that permit. I want er- everything to be the most rebellious <laughs> to it. Even the food, right? Maybe. I think the food would go on mutual aid thing, but providing the needs of the people. 
I probably want like I what I if I have money, I don't know what my what money looks like in the future. But if I have a will and I have some money, some money saved up, I'd be like, yo, community, uh, one of the children, yo, decide how you spend this for the community. But it has to be for the community. Um, and I probably want to be buried in the southeast side. I, I fucking I would love that. So in my last show, I mean, the show is now called literally the afterlife and that is the show. Uh, and, and as I'm taking people through the afterlife, one of the things I say is that in the afterlife, you get to fully relive one memory. So if that were the case, and, and I don't mean the rest of your memories are wiped. It's just like a room you can pop into whenever you want, but you do have to choose just one. Uh, but you get to drop down into it, spend time, you're physically, all your senses are back there. If you only get to relive one, what memory do you choose? I got you. I got, I'm taking out this photo book so you can kind of see it. Okay, okay. So, Is this to jog your memory or you have a memory in mind already? I, I do. I think this is – I'm going to give you two answers if that's okay. Okay. I'll, so, I'll accept it. You accept it. You have no choice. <laughs> uh, you have no choice. All right. This is perfect. I think – I don't think you're going to be able to see That's the only way that I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. Yeah. So, all right. My mom – I love my mom because she was into photography. So, she would always be taking pictures of all the functions, right? Yeah. So, ignore the one at the top of me showering, right? But yeah. right here, if you try and can see, that's a Pikachu cake, and that's my head smashing to the Pikachu cake. Okay. Okay. That's how, that's how we reference this day. We reference my mom's like, Hey, Mijo, do you remember the, the birthday party with the Pikachu cake? And I'm like, yes, ma, some days. So I think this is a memory that my mom would want, want to relive with or want me to relive because we, we came from nothing. Like we, we, my dad abandoned me. My mother, he was a heroin addict. Uh, he left because he, he was looking for work and he never contacted her after. And, you know, when I was born, my mom said, she, she always says this and it always makes me so sad. She's like, when you were born, you, it's almost as if you knew that I had been suffering. And then when I saw your eyes, it's like you, you were telling me it's, it's going to be okay. And that, that breaks me. So I would never want to, I would not want to relive that moment. I think that would be the, the, the what, what would traumatize me. Yeah. My mom's like, you know, you know, you're loved, right? Like, you know, your family loves you. I'm like, well, I don't remember the memories. She's like, well, she, and she talks about this birthday party. She's like, it was, I think everybody remembers this birthday party. I'm like, why? She's like, the, the thing is like, they called the cops on us because we're too loud. I'm like, oh, like, what do you mean? And she's like, we didn't have music on. Just our joy and laughter was just so loud that they thought it was like something. So the cops came and they were surprised. So, fuck the police. Um, yeah. Cops right. came. I'm going to say that. I'm like, fuck. No, of course. Because they caused our oppression. I'm going to say, let's be very honest. We're not just saying it senselessly. We're saying because they caused our oppression. They came to they came to a fucking birthday party to address a, a, a noise complaint. And the cops themselves came. And they're like, you're not loud. You're just, you're, you're, it's, you're, you're not causing any music or noise disturbances. It's not like, like, you're just loud. Like, everybody's just having such a great time. And I always talk to her. She's like, like everyone's laughing. And she mentions like my aunts that are all cranky. Like even your cranky aunts were laughing. Like, you know, and I, I want to relive that because I don't remember it. I, I just see it through the pictures, but the pictures make me happy because I see How old joy. were you? I, I don't remember. 
I, mm, I, don't okay. remember, I think I was pretty young though. Um, I don't want to base it off my, cause I was always tall. Um, shout out to my mom for like, like lowering my self-esteem too. She's like, well, not, I don't think you can lower it, lower it, but she said this really goofy ass thing. She's like, I never, I like, I'm like, mom, why don't you have baby pictures of me? Like, ba- like very infant baby. She's like, it's cause you're an ugly baby. I'm like, what do you uh-huh. mean? She's like, you were, you were long and you were skinny as hell. She's like, I, I took pictures of you when you started being nine months old. And that's when you started getting a little fat on you. All right. Stay, keep me humble, mom. Okay. That's how you, uh, that's why I appreciate my mom. Cause that's like, she has her biases, but she's honest. Yeah. Yeah. She, and she says, says, when I have partners and she shows that book, she's like, yeah, I don't have baby patients. He was ugly. Like, I'm like, yo, you don't have to keep reminding me. Yeah. And I was like, ugly baby. We get it. Yeah. yeah. But I always tell her, I, I'm going to tell you this. I just thought about this. I'm like, I may have been an ugly baby, but this ugly baby gave you hope. Yeah, ah. right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Did you say your face was smashed in the Pokemon cake? In the Pikachu yeah, that, cake? Yeah, of course. Of course. We live in a Mexican household. You know, there's no other way to celebrate your birthday other than having your head smashed into a cake. If you don't get your head smashed into a cake, it's not, it's not a birthday party. What for real? That's real. That's like a That's ritual. Real. You should look it up. There's actual videos, like they they'll grab your head and smash it into a cake. But there's other people that take it way too far. They'll grab a whole cake and like throw it at you, like Stevie Oki or some shit. And it's like, <laughs> wait, so this is like a this is like a Gatorade on the coach sort of situation, but for Mexican families. I don't know if it's just Mexican families, but like I like Mexican, like but I'm pretty sure like other folks do. Like smash, getting your head smashed into cakes is like. And that's all we knew. Baby. Like we're, we all were like, we all were playing and having fun. We're all were like, yeah, we're going to get your ass. I mean, so you're like birthday candle. So the birthday candle is like the most like anxiety filled part. You're like happy, but then you're like, damn, they're going to get me as soon as they go for the bite. Cause there it is like more that more that that means bite, bite. Right. Uh... So you have to bite the cake. So when you bite the cake, you have to stiffen up your neck so you won't like get in, but then. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there's this 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 moment of fear that comes with uh, being welcomed into a new year of life. Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it too. I think that's the best way to do it. Like you, you, because you, because it humbles you. You're, I think it does humble you because you're like, yeah, it's my day, and then you're like, have cake on your, like, yeah, it's still my day. You're... Yeah, right, right, right. So, so the reason to go back is because you have because you. It sounds like because you've had enough other experiences with birthdays that you're like, I know it's a great time, but this other one, this was on another level and you want to be conscious of it in a way where you're like, Oh shit, this is what everyone talked about. Now I can actually be in it. Well, I think, again, I think that was, that was the time when me and my mom were living in a shed. It was basically a shed. And I want to, I want to see that. Like, cause you know, Afterwards, like my like we would go thrift shopping, but then my mom was like, you know, I want my children to have brand. I want not brand things to have brand things, but brand things because they they see they saw like traditional views like they saw brand items as quality items. So then she's like, they all compra cosas de marca. That means things that are brand named. And she's like, I would then only buy you brand things because I want you to have good things in your life. And then she would only go thrift shopping and you know do laundry at the laundry. I was literally raised at the laundromat, like dead ass. Like I was living there. I was raised on PBS. Like that was, that's the cable I got. Like even at home, we didn't have a TV. Like, so I was raised yeah. on that, but pushing about, it's like just being able to experience what that celebration meant for my mom. Like I want to, I want to just be able to witness that. And 
just being able to witness my mom smiling like that. She smiles more now, but like when we had, she says this quote and it really makes me sad and it gives me hope because she's like, when we had nothing, we had everything. And she's like, in Spanish, oh, I will say it better in English. She's like, in Spanish, she's like, no tenemos tanto, pero tenemos uno al otro. We don't have much, but at least we have each other. And that's what community means to me. We don't have, we're, our needs are not being addressed. We don't have much. We're paycheck to paycheck. We're suffering. There's generational stress. There's generational trauma. But as a community, we're there for one another. And we're going to get through this. Um, so I think I really want to experience, you know, my village. That was there for me when I didn't have a father. Um, but I will say, because I, I told you I'm going to give you two answers for the, for the original question. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought that, I thought you're, um, I thought the uh, the moment of being born was the no, hell, that's traumatizing. We're not doing that. No, that's okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, all right, so all right. Answers real quick, right? Um, uh, Don Don Juan was one of the the people that raised me. Uh, he passed away two years uh, two years ago. His wife passed away last year. Um, they're my godmother's parents. Um, and I, I, I mean, I was, I was raised in Roseland because they'll be me send me there as well. Um, but I, I just want to go, um, a day where it's me, him, my mom, um, Doña Margarita, um, my godmother, cause they all live together. I'm like, I wish, I just want a day where I could just be a child and just live a day with that. Um, cause every day there'd be trains by Roseland and I'd love to see him. And, um, he passed away having Alzheimer's and, it made me sad and get to visit him because he'd always remember me saying, Hey, where's he'd say in Spanish, but he's like, he wears Oscar. Um, I, I want to go take him to see the trains. And he was having Alzheimer's. He didn't realize how old I was. And they had asked me to come and I, I just didn't visit as much. Um, so I just want to spend a day where I can just go back and go see trains pass by and think of that. Um, yeah, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, um Okay. Cheater. <laughs> What's your coma? And by that, I just mean a moment of transformation before which you were one person and after you're another person. And, and it can be, you know, obviously I had this, this crazy communal, um, once in a million lifetimes event, but it can, it can be a, a, a brief everyday moment. Uh, just something that like you became different afterward. Um, I, I want to challenge that question. Oh, really great. Cool. Amazing. Of course. Uh, I think we have to be our authentic selves. Um, I think we're always changing. I think if we're always wanting to, and I mean this, you, it, I think we, we're always changing. And I think sometimes we just reflect on, on the different personalities and people we are throughout our lives. And I think if we're actively wanting to be the best person for ourselves, we put more effort or we see what we prioritize. And I mean, and I mean this wholeheartedly because I, I'm a way different person than I was last year. Last year, I was a way different person than 2019. I feel like I, I'm, I'm always wanting to shed off, you know, toxic person, toxic traits. And um, people are like, oh, you're so wholesome. I'm like, I'm, I'm wholesome because I want to be happy. You know, I want to have people around me that make me happy. Um, so I can talk about now. I think I think right now I'm my best self that I've been, especially having, you know, more of like 
radical leftist views and, and wanting to really push like the needs of the community. And even then, like some people, like our reporters, they're like, oh, like you said this last year. And I was like, yo, I was really bold. I was like so bold. Um, and I think, you know, my coma, you know, I, even then we can say 2019, right? Because let's say last year too, let's be honest, right? My idea is like, oh, I want to be a landlord. I want to like rent property at like cheap prices. And, you know, with the money that's earned, I want to help people, you know, buy their own houses. You know, that's something I said on a podcast last year. And mm. even addressing that's like, that's never going to solve the issue. I think organizing, you're organizing either one or two things. And I forget the speaker and somebody please bring it like wherever this is at, please talk about whoever mentioned this idea. But organizing either organized to solve an issue or organized to solve the system that causes that issue and it's about being very intentional what we do so i think really understanding a foundation of how are we really meeting the needs of the people are we meeting the needs of the people and getting a profit from it are we meeting the needs of the people and then they're self-sustainable to take care of themselves and we don't need to be given anything in return so, I so when you look back at these old um, views, mm-hmm. do you feel embarrassed or do you feel like, hey, that's just who I was, it made me who I am now, that sort of thing? I don't know if it's – I was having this conversation earlier. Uh, shout out to my friend Diego Morales because uh, we, we were at the uh, Obama – uh, library events, telling the community, telling, talking about the demands of the community um, for this, the Obama Library um, or Obama Center CBA. Um, shout out to Dixon Romero too. Love that home. Check out that work, please. Um, but we were talking, and we talked about how you know we when we do these things, we, we do with all the energy we have. And we do our best. Like we really do our best sometimes. And it's sometimes it's not like looking back and saying, oh, this is an embarrassment. But it's like being prideful, like, hey, I've changed. You know, I've been mm-hmm. able I've been able to to now, you know, do that, like been better. Like I I it's it's something to almost be like, I'm good, I'm not like that anymore. I think that's what we have to give ourselves graves. Give ourselves graves because we've done things if on the only energy we had and the only knowledge we had. Right. And I think it's about giving, we have to give ourselves grace, but I think if it's even myself, right. Like understanding that I've given, I've seen it this way, like I've given bad advice to good people. And I've also given bad people good advice. (laughs) Just be honest. Right. Like last year, there's a developer, like how should we talk to community members? And I was like, Oh, let me help a developer know how to talk to community members. (laughs) But then it's, but then it's called myself out. Like, no, that's fucked up. I didn't know better. This is, I think two, three years ago, but it's even like, how honest are we ourselves to know that we've done wrongs, but now we know better to address those things and saying this one part. And I've learned this from many people and keep being reminded of this. Never be afraid to speak the truth. Never be afraid because we cannot afford it. What makes you say that? What uh, what what takes you from thinking about these past things you've said to because something switched in your voice a little bit there? You got you got a little passionate. So what what made you th- what made you think of that? Well, it's 
how do I say this? I, I mean this with love. It's it's about correcting our it, we. I'm not embarrassed about the things I've done, but it's correcting the wrongs we continuously do because we're unlearning. We're unlearning to be part of the system that we're born to believe in, right? We were born to believe in this capitalist system that if we work hard enough, that we will get the life we want, right? Or, but I really see it as like we're continuously exploited for our dreams. But it's about being on, and it, again, truth is subjective, but I see truth as like what is going to address the root issues of these things? What are things critically being an a- analyzed and being shown, right? Some things can be subjective and that's it, right? But I, I really mean that. How are we then, if we knew if we knew then what we know now, we would have spoken what we know, right? We would have wanted to, to be better. So now that we don't know better, are we going to be quiet and complicit or are we always going to be loud now? Yeah, absolutely. So, it, it, oh man, yeah, this, this really, really resonates with me. Um, you're talking about like not sitting back and being quiet about your views now just because it someone a part of your brain says oh well you'll look like a hypocrite you're saying that's fine i'll look like a hypocrite but because what i feel is this new thing and that's what's more important to me is getting what i believe is the truth out now rather than like protecting some old Mm -hmm. version of myself i i say yes but i also say it in the sense that like even if you're the only voice in a room talking about what you're saying so be it because many times we're around people wanting to meet the needs of the people but it's in a perspective that may be biased may not be intentional maybe only serving one group of individuals and saying hey we should be more intentional about serving people that are in need here or there or saying hey we should do organizing but we're gonna do organizing in the north side for white neighborhoods it's like no let's see for example if and if i'm wrong about this one and they've changed great but toy for tots right Toy for Tots, you have to send in your application in person in the north side and then pick up your present in the north side. What? How many families is that really serving? And if they change, great. But let's talk about that example then. Right. If we're, and it's saying like that, right? If we're not able to call them out, what are we really doing? If we're not able to tell a group that they're intentional and for the only, everybody's, everybody's going to probably say like, right, they're serving a need, right? But everybody loves Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm. And then what what are we doing to actually call them out? It's like all these all these fucking performative people who said Black Lives Matter, but for fucking Halloween, they dress up as police officers. Fuck you. Do you know specific people who've done that? I'm ashamed. I I, that, I would say that. I'm ashamed. And it's giving myself grace, like not to have not to have seen that. Not to have seen that they're that their voices in those moments was performative. That in these, those moments that we're talking about, reflect on these issues that are happening. You didn't reflect on it. You said, I'm going to do this because everyone else is doing it. Or you did it because you wanted the attention for it. But the people that are out here that, you know, they tokenize these lives. Yeah. They tokenize the, the life of George Floyd. And that is shameful. I'm happy now that I can distinguish the differences. And I myself, even then, I look, I, I've, I've done things that like I know better now, but it's like, what are we doing? And this is what I tell people, like, and that's why I'm always saying we, we're always changing because if we're not actively looking to dismantle these thoughts or the, our personalities or the way we are to a more 
individual that is going to fight for others and be loving, what are we really doing with our time? If we're not taking time to reflect, if we're not asking ourselves important questions, like one question that I, I told people and they, they, I always sound like, would you rather be known for an issue or would you rather want the issue to be solved? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then, but you can even say like, they, they're like, I do. But then it's like, okay, what about the nonprofit industrial complex? Because nonprofit industrial complex wants credit for the grants and foundations. They don't care about the end result. Well, that's what's so inspiring to me about ab- the abolitionist organizations that are like, like shout out to Liberation Library that Bettina and uh, M. Gonzalez are part of, uh, former guest Bettina Johnson. But they yeah. they say on their website and everything, like we are working toward our own obsolescence. Like we want not to exist. And that is- I fucking love that. I love that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. I, my mentor, shout out to Steven Osalo, right? My mentor, what am I, well, now I want to say mentor. One of my supervisors at my job, because I worked for um, racial healing and transformation. They did healing circles. Um, but I remember being in, for one of our orientations that he said, I want my, I want my job to end. I don't want my job. But he said, but he's like, I love my job, but I want my job to end. I want us no longer to have to do healing circles. I want it part of our system and part of our education systems for people to learn how to do it by themselves. Not, not in a sense of like, oh, like there shouldn't be someone guiding it, but in a sense of like, I don't want my job to exist if we need to always be healing. I want the oppression to end. I want my job to be taken away because then we know that the needs of the people are being met. And I thought about that. I'm like, fuck. And I remember I was a protest and I asked the cop, I'm like, do you want your cop to end? Do you want your job to end? Like, do you, would you want there to be a society where police officers are no longer needed? Yeah. And the cop's like, fuck you. Like, he's like, (laughs) fuck you. He's like, you want me, you want me to not have a job? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm asking you a question. I want, I want to know. Right. And my friend Maddie's and I like, you know, like fuck the cop. Don't fucking talk to him. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, I'm like, I need to ask a cop like this question. Right. 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 All like, I always say police officers, good or bad, whatever you think. Right. I thought cops are bad. You know, I would say all cops are bad because they are enforcing a law or enforcing laws that are harming people. It's not just cops, right? When I when I say it's like the whole criminal justice system, there is no criminal justice system. There is no justice system for our communities, right? Right? There's just not. And I w- I always because I know people are gonna look at this audio and want to say try to crumble this part, saying I don't like cops. I hate this criminal justice system because I see our families rotting in there, and there's no one trying to help heal us. There's no justice. There's no healing. There's nothing but continuing this the the. The school to prison pipeline, the prison pipeline is actually a slavery pipeline. And it's only serving white supremacy. But I think it's, to go back, it's like, let's be honest about, you know, the nonprofit complex and and people saying not to exist. I love that because we have to say there should be no need for us. And even being humble and getting rid of our own egos when like some youth are like, oh, I want to be an organizer like you, or I want to, I'm like, or like, oh, I wish I'm like, I mean, I'm not doing anything special. I'm like organizing and I'm always saying it's a simplified version. You know, you, you see the issue. I'm like, you can probably tell me all the issues in your school, right? You can right. tell me what we need to change. All right. I'm, I'm telling you, okay. Issue. Okay. What do you think are the solutions to that? Okay. Fantastic. What do, what people do you think, you know, also see that issue? Okay. You have those people. Okay. How about you come together and then, then 
you know, talk about coming to a solution together. You congregate. Cool. Implement it then. Address it. Organizing is that. It is so easy. And that's why I don't like that word organizer. Organizing is so elitist. But I'm intentional so people know that I'm there for a purpose. When I go to rooms, I say I'm there to because I want to do something about this. I'll say I'm not fucking special. We should have more people doing this work. And we don't do it for us. We do it because we for the people. So, again, that's why I appreciate when people are like, I don't want my job to exist. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. Find out about Oscar and uh, follow him, but also follow the organizations that he posts about. That's the thing he wants you to know more than anything. I want you to know. Follow me. You know, I'm. Uh, I, I do some community organizing work, but uh, here, I'm the I'm the attraction. You know, go to thisisdaymar.com, sign up for my newsletter, do all that shit. You know, and. Until next week, remember, you are a mist. Have faith, you're human, only human, and human beings, they do miracles.